This is a reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, the first five verses. And the subtitle here in the text is True Greatness. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child whom he put among them and said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. We hear the voice of God in these words. Thanks be to God. Okay, so <clears throat> I had to pivot a little bit for my sermon today. I had anticipated writing words of joy, celebrating our first in-person gathering in all these months, but as has been the case so often this year, we needed to adjust quickly. We needed to let go of what we had planned. So here we are again, gathering together online and I want you to know that regardless, I am filled with gratitude today. I am grateful for the strength and enduring patience of this community. I'm grateful for our collective ability to look ahead and see outside of just ourselves. I'm thankful knowing that we're not going to give up at creating this space just because we aren't meeting in person right now. We will forge ahead together in the thick of things. We've already proven that this is what we do. And so I am both grieved and grateful over the exhausting work we are doing of letting go of so much so often while also fiercely holding on to one another. Let go, hang on. See what I did there? <laughs> in so many ways, we've been practicing this all year long, not just for the last month of this preaching series. We've been practicing letting go and holding on because doing so has been essential to our survival. We are spread thin, and we have realized that some stuff has got to go. But... We've also realized that the stuff that's worth hanging on to is also worth prioritizing in a big way. And one thing that's been revealing itself to me over and over again this year is the need to hold on to our inner child. For us to tune into and lovingly tend to that child self inside each of us. So... Today, I'd like to suggest that this is a spiritual practice worth cultivating because it is a practice that will help us cope in these uncertain times and it will help us navigate the very unknown future that lies ahead. Maybe you can agree with me that there is a lot about this future that looks bleak right now. But... When I look to the future through the eyes of my daughter, I see an alternate reality. And I am motiv motivated to create for her 
the kind of world she believes is possible or perhaps the kind of world she assumes is inevitable. I'm willing to entertain imagining this and I'm energized to create this alternate reality for my child self too, for little Aurelia too. And I wonder if you were to dig deep and really behold your child self, really picture it. I wonder if you wouldn't be motivated to do some radical imagining yourself because when you look at that little child who still lives inside you, you know they deserve more than the reality they lived. And you want more for them. And I'm saying that it's not too late. Because if we are paying attention to what Jesus has to say about it, this alternate reality that seems so naive to us is actually not so far off. In fact, Jesus says that the child's instinct and the childlike posture is actually the closest vision we have of fathoming the kingdom of heaven. And this instinct, we still have it. It may be buried deep, but it lives within each one of us still. Our inner child, the purest form of our Imago Dei, this means greatness lives within us, true greatness. And we have the ability to bring this greatness to fruition in this world. If we can wrap these contrary paradoxical truths around our heads by choosing to embrace greatness as humility, greatness as vulnerability, greatness as compassion, as opposed to power or control or winning. How do we begin to truly embody this kind of greatness? I think we do it the same way we do any other teaching of Christ through the practice of faith, a childlike faith that goes deeper than reliance on teachings and whose utmost concern is always divine presence in our lives. We've always needed this kind of faith. We always will need it. Now more than ever, we need it. We need a strong, unfaltering belief in what is both beyond us and within us divine presence, the presence of God in our lives. Yet, for so many of us, the work of deconstructing our faith and all that goes with it has battered and bruised us. It has utterly exhausted us, and we have been nomads wandering, not always knowing where to land, not always knowing how to have faith on this side of things. Perhaps our faith has been too tangled up in the illusion of certainty. We had to shrug certainty off when we began dismantling those harmful beliefs and practices that were no longer serving us, didn't we? We had to let certainty go in order to step into liberation. But we know by now that living into this freedom requires our continuous upkeep as we seek to become non-dualistic people, comfortable with holding things in tension, intimately familiar with regular divine wrestling. This is the life of faith. It is allowing facts and doctrines and interpretations, aka certainty, 
to inform our work, but ultimately learning to trust our own instincts. This is what it means to embody the belief of Imago Dei. We lean into this permission by becoming well-practiced and listening to our spirit. We cultivate our instincts and intuition in this space. And this is the place where we reclaim our faith as well, directly from the hands of our inner child. You may have already discovered that this can be painful. Because when we come face to face with our inner child, we come face to face with the most vulnerable part of ourselves. And we confront always, every time, a need for healing. We all have this need. The traumas and the triggers and the work involved may be distinct, but there is not one of us immune to the need of it. I can't do this work for you, but I can prompt you to think about your own needs here in this space. I can invite you in my own painful solidarity to take this journey with me. Our healing work is so important. It matters because we cannot access our inner child without engaging it. We cannot care for our inner child without engaging it. And we cannot reclaim the childlike posture that Jesus is talking about without it either. So this morning, I wonder, what does your child self need? What does your child self need to know healing or to begin a healing process? What does your inner child need in order to feel love and belonging in this world? These aren't the kinds of questions that are answered in this small space of a teaching moment. Rather, these are questions that might plant a seed within you, compelling you to your own healing work. And this can be intimidating and even off-putting because who has energy for more work right now? (laughs) But I think we ought to consider the investment. We need to tend to our child selves because it is from within this posture that we can develop those instincts we need to recognize the divine abundance within our reach. And it is from this posture where we can best receive the essential spirit tools that will resurrect our faith. We can receive the tool of growth. Spirit movement in our lives is a given, but we are now able to recognize it from this place. We are able to listen, learn, observe, ask questions, prioritize curiosity. We are able to put good things into our bodies, nurture our energy, protect our headspace. We just become people who are always growing. And we can receive the tool of resilience. We know from our own experience, for better or worse, that children are resilient. Children endure so much and still they grow, they laugh, they play, they become. We still have access to this kind of resilience. We can do hard things too. We can survive what's hurt us. We can heal and we can also experience profound joy and hope and love. We can receive the tool of acceptance. We can accept our realities even as spirit compels us toward more. We can accept others as they are even as we work toward collective liberation. 
we can step outside of either or binary thinking and into something much more imaginative, something more reflective of that alternate reality Jesus blesses. We can receive the tools of imagination and creativity. We use these tools to help us engage the divine, practice gratitude, look ahead to our work, realizing that we can use our brains to solve problems. We can innovate. We can use these tools to build the kingdom of heaven on earth right now. We don't have to wait. We are ready to build. And we can receive the tool of play. We need this tool because we need play. We need fun. We need celebration and joy even now. And we need it to be instinctual and readily accessible. This is play that is deeper than our circumstances, not meant to be a quick fix for anything, but simply a part of who we are and how we exist in the world, no matter what the world is facing. My friends, these tools are nothing more than the markers of a child. Growth, resilience, acceptance, imagination, creativity, play. I know for a fact I didn't cover them all. These tools and all these tools and more that I didn't name, they're available to us. But we will never access their fullness without engaging the needed areas of healing within us. This means we face the realities of our traumas. We go deep within ourselves to that place where our inner child still lives and is reaching out to us. What does your inner child tell you? With divine help, we contend to that dear child's wounds. Only you can decide to take this kind of a journey. Along the way, you will likely discover a need for help where we weren't meant to go it alone. You may need therapy or medication or both. You might need to prioritize some relationships and let go of others. You may need to create new rhythms in your life and set up boundaries in your life. Only you can be the expert of your own healing. We, your community, can help you discern. We can encourage you to step into the work. We can walk with you in this difficult space, but only you can actually do it. And my plea today, yes, plea, is that you consider it. Because our personal work has collective implications. We are all connected. Erin said this the other day, like weeks ago, in her deeper look, and I never forgot it. She said, we are all the walking wounded. And oh, how true that is. The traumas each of us carry, whether individual, collective, or generationally inherited, they are all a part of the cumulative pain of this world. So what if the answer to collective healing was personal healing? What if we each did our part by doing the healing work within us so that we are no longer the walking wounded, but instead the fully healed and liberated? What kind of work could we do in this world then? What kind of abundant energy would we suddenly inherit with all those loads off our shoulders? Doesn't it sound great? Doesn't it sound like heaven on earth? We cultivate this inner child spiritual practice so that we can access these needed tools to make it happen. They are tools that will help us personally, yes, but they will also equip us to face 
the realities of this world. And perhaps most importantly, they will resurrect our faith so that we have the energy to keep on believing the wild truth that the kingdom of heaven on earth is even possible. It sounds naive, so maybe we are on the right track. I invite you to pray with me. God, we are in a season of unending loss and disappointment. So many of us are hurting right now. Grant us the resilience of a child. We are tired and disheartened all too often. Grant us the energy and easy excitement of a child. We often feel frustrated, angry, and hopeless. Grant us both the acceptance and the eager imagination of a child. We are uncertain and our footing feels shaky. Grant us the capacity to believe like a child. God, with you all things are possible, so I ask in the childlike spirit of freedom that you would grant us these gifts today. Resurrect our faith that we might touch even just the hem of greatness. Amen.